Well, we've had a, a well, wasn't that a fabulous uh, time we've just had? Uh, thank you, Lord. And we've actually had a fabulous weekend. And uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, many of you will know that we were hosting the Global Leadership Summit here, as we've done many times. And uh, we had leaders from all over the uh, southeast of England. We had uh, one or two bishops sneak in and uh, various other dignitaries, which was wonderful. But I just want to start uh, by saying a huge thank you to the staff team, but also to all of our volunteers who uh, just made that possible. And time and again, people came back to me and said, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is about the, the team here, the, the people here, but they are so welcoming, so hospitable, uh, and uh, it really, really did make that difference. The information and the presentations are always good, but uh, it was so fabulous to uh, to be able to welcome them in the way you did. So let's give them all a round of applause. The theme of the conference was Grander Vision, which made me smile because many of you will know that last autumn we did a series called Grander Vision Living. And uh, we saw a number of talks during the course of the two days. Uh, and I'm going to actually give you a taste in just a moment of, a, of one, possibly two, I'll see how we go with time, of just short clips which really did inspire. And what I, what I loved about them was that throughout the, 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 the two days, as we saw these little sort of you know, five, six-minute videos, it was all about people, ordinary people, taking advantage of the opportunities, and sometimes quite difficult uh, situations, to just believe that God could do more uh, and really just go with it. And, and that really resonated with me, and I hope it resonates with you, because about probably, uh, I think it was 2011, we felt that God was saying he wanted to do more. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21, we'll, we'll throw it up on the screen and I'll read it to you. And it should be, if you've been around for more than five minutes, be familiar to, to you. But I want to just recap and remind you. Um, and uh, we'll just look at that. But it's, it's this wonderful prayer of, of Paul's for the church. Now, he's just explained how you know, the gospel was a mystery and now is not a mystery. God has sort of broken open the good news. And the good news is the extraordinary news that it's not just about God's chosen people, but all people have the possibility, the opportunity, if you will, to become his people. And we, I preached on this last week, God's people, uh, how we are defined by his presence and the rest. You can check that one out. But Ephesians chapter 3 beginning at verse 14, as he celebrates, as it were, this fact that we're in, in, in and through faith in Christ, we can come into the Father's presence and become part of the family. And then he, he says this, this wonderful prayer, and it finishes with a great sort of you know, affirmation, and that's where we're headed. For this reason, Paul says, the reasons I've just explained, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that I, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love not just to know about it, 
but to experience this love, to know this love that surpasses, surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And then, verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now, many, as you, many of you, we will all know, I expect, that, that uh, we are now in the middle of phase two of our growing family campaign, and today we're going to have a special offering during the last... Um, a song for that, uh, but, but this whole journey began because actually things were going very well here and uh, we, you know, we, we were just seeing people coming to Christ and people being made disciples and people connecting, but God started challenging us, as it were, to look for more. And I found that quite puzzling to begin with because I, I, I really wasn't too sure what, what more would be. And I want to unpack that a little bit more just to remind us and encourage you but, but basically, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you may be like that dear lady who came to Christ last weekend, which you may or may not know about, but people are always coming to Christ in this place, and that's one of our great joys. But whether you're beginning your journey or whether you are, excuse me just a minute, whether you are beginning your journey or whether you've been on the journey uh, for some time, there is more. And if you've plateaued, God wants to say, there is more, you know. How much do you want this? Will you press on in? You know, God will give you as much as you have, you know, you, you, as you have passion for. And some of us, I'm afraid, and I've been in these places, plateau, and we say, thank you, God, but, you know, what I've got is quite enough at the moment. I'm having a hard time handling this, you know, dealing with the implications and the outworkings of my faith. But hopefully, we don't stay on plateaus for long. And as a community, you know, a few, four, four years ago, God began speaking about a grander vision and it took us time to get to know that. But, but we're there now. We're, 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 we are moving along in that. And we're excited about that. But first, let me just give you one taster. Let's do one. We may have two. Thank you, Hannah. Let's just watch this. Bless you. It's a story of one man overwhelmed by the circumstances in which he found himself with a, a mother who kept sticking him in the ribs. But he trusted God for more, more than he knew. We will watch the other short video. And this is the story of a bishop. And there are many bishops. And he was sponsored to go to a global leadership summit. And he was so impacted by what he received and what he heard and the way God challenged him to expect more from him that he went back to Uganda a nation that's been through the most terrible of trials in the last 20, 30 years. And he started by going to the president. And with much prayer and much persistence, he persuaded the president to apologize on national television and repent of the sins of the government. Extraordinary. But it didn't stop there. One of those, the most infamous characters in Uganda's recent past was Idi Amin. It was extraordinary. There seemed to be no limit to his depravity. And realizing that the nation was deeply wounded, 
this one little bishop out in the sticks set about seeing what he could do in partnership with a God who invites us to do more, to change that spiritual atmosphere. We're going to watch that little video now. Thank you. Last week, we read the scripture where God says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And he speaks with people, he challenges his people, he says, believe more from me. Come on, break out into a sweat. Come on, let's do this thing. And it seems wherever men and women get together and work for peace, love, reconciliation, where they work to make Christ known, to be a light in the darkness, God is there with them. And they find themselves doing extraordinary things. So for us, bringing it into the room, bringing it into St. Albans and Hertfordshire and this region, this nation. Four years ago, God started that same nagging little voice, expect more from me, expect more from me. And a number of us puzzled over this. And then God started to speak to us through Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent. And we thought, well, what do you mean by that? And we had one or two full starts. And, and we began to realize that God was saying, expand the, the physical capacity of this place. And we thought, well, this is pretty big, actually. But he kept saying, expand, make more room. Make more room. And then we said, well, why? What for? Why what for? And Isaiah chapter 58 verse 10 and, and many verses like this kind of sprang to mind and we, we encouraged one another with these verses. Verse 10 says, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. And suddenly we realized that God was wanting to display his splendor in the church, not just in this church, but in the church. And so we had a little feed ministry going. And so we started investing in that. And we started recruiting to that. And we hired people for that. And that began to grow. And then suddenly it became you know, uh, much, much bigger than we ever thought. And families started coming in. And we also saw our kids' ministry growing and our children's ministry growing. And suddenly we knew what this extra space was for, at least in the first stage. At least in the first stage. And that was, that was why we set about... you know trying to buy another building, and then when we thought, when we lost the building across the road, and we thought everything had fallen apart, suddenly the place next door becomes available. And after much trial and tribulation, we were able to buy it. And I'm going to invite Heather to, Heather Ryan to come up and join me and just to share part of the vision. You know, I hope, that, that we give food away. But it is so much more than that. The vision that God is giving us is that we would become, if you like, a, a, a city on a hill, a place of light, and that what we see developed next door is more than just a food bank, it's a family care center. Heather, would you just come up? Just give Heather a big round of applause here. Thanks, Chris. And Heather, you started volunteering, uh, I think, uh, at the food bank, but, but very quickly God started speaking to you about something that was close to his heart, and Definitely. now it's just killing you, isn't it? Tell it us is. a bit about it. I mean, it. that was killing me, just watching that and then expecting me to come up and speak. I'm so emotional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I'm just going to level with you. There is a huge need. I mean... A massive need. You think in a wealthy area like St Albans, it's just not needed. 
Um, and God started putting on my heart families. Um, and it just went from there. I mean, we've got family. We've got women that are coming into us on a Monday, black and blue. And all they've got are the clothes that they're standing in um, and have to leave. And they've got their three kids with them. And all they've got are the clothes they're standing in. And they're asking us for help. Um, what do you do? We've got families that are coming to us saying we can't afford school uniform, we can't afford clothes, um, we can't afford a new pushchair. You know, new pushchair is £150. That's the very cheapest sort of travel system that you can get. Yeah. It, it's an impossible situation, and, and we are called to be that light, to be that hope for people. Now... I know you've got a particular heart for the families, and we're, we're kind of working with you, and yeah. we're sensing God speaking to us about that, so that's why we're, this, is, this grander vision is morphing into this family care center. We're still you know, deeply committed to the youth, deeply committed yeah. to our Sunday kids, and, and the food bank just goes on and on mm. and on. But this, this thing is exciting. Something new is bubbling up. You've got a real passion for the little ones, haven't you? Well, just tell us a little bit about the, the, the babies and, and the newborns and, and the, the first two or three years. How, how are we helping in that area? Then? So at the moment, so anyone that knows me knows that I'm rather impatient. And when everyone said, well, when we have the new building, I was like, no, we're not when we have the new building. Now, let's do this now. So we've sort of started um, supporting families that have just become new parents or they, they've had more children, supplying them with children's clothes and equipment. Um, but it's more than that. Phase two will mean that we can work closely with them, coming alongside them, um, and just modelling the basic family, family values that they maybe haven't had themselves, um, showing them how to communicate with their young children, showing them how to play with their children. These are all things that we take for granted. But maybe if you've been brought up in foster care and you've gone from children's home to foster care, you haven't, you haven't had that model to you. You haven't been shown that. Um, so it's sort of creating a space for that, for that to happen, really. And one of the other exciting things here, and it's true of the food bank, the feed ministry mm. too, is that other churches in the area from far are, are really coming together to work with us in this, aren't they? That's right. I mean, we get referrals all the time. We're getting referrals now from social workers because they're hearing about what we're doing and sort of saying to people, we'll go along to feed. It isn't just a food bank. They can help you with so much more. And we do. We become family to, the, to these people. Um, and the last thing I just wanted to just ask, because time is obviously limited, mm. was that we're actually also finding God leading us into sort of advocacy kind of roles and training and helping people with some of the practical things about life. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, as I say, family's on my heart. And as Chris will know, when he said, oh, can I interview, I sent him an email which was about two pages long of vision and needs of uh, what God has played on my heart. And he sent a lovely email back saying, that's great. But remember, it is just a short interview, so I'm trying to give you snapshots. But yeah, I mean, we've got one family in particular that have three generations that come to the food bank. Um, some of them have been brought up in care. Some have had, had children taken off them. And they're coming to us, asking us, saying, well, can you do a parenting course? Because we, we feel safe here. We trust you. We know you won't look down your noses at us. Um, so we're looking into doing parenting courses, nurturing courses. I mean, just stripping, stripping it back to, to little levels. Um, and my heart is that people come to know Christ, so doing like a, a short little alpha course. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Um, I love that, Heather. I mean, it was never nice. enough for us just to give away bags of food, was it? No. I mean, Carol, bless her heart, our fee manager, 
we were always clear that this was redemptive kindness. We coined mm. this phrase, redemptive kindness. And in fact, we, we do see, we've seen many people come to Christ. In fact, many. last week... Last we, week, she'll be here at 11.30. So okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, last week, um, yeah, one of our family, we've, we've had quite a few families that have come and, and just said, there's something different about you guys. Where, where does all this love come from? And we're like, well, it doesn't come through us. It comes through us, but it comes from God. Last question. Mm. Yeah. From your perspective, I mean, people know me and they know I've got the gift of the gab, but... <laughs> and I haven't. <laughs> Heather, is this phase two thing God? Oh, my goodness. It is so God. It is so God. I mean, you, I could chat for hours how much this has to be God's heart. I mean, just how I came here and how everything has fallen into place. Um, it's oh. so God. He, he calls us to be the light. He's giving us everything we need. It's our responsibility to step into that and, and to make this happen. I Wonderful. believe it is wholeheartedly his will. Thank you. Give Heather a great round of applause. Bless you. Thank you. Matthew chapter 5, and I'm kind of bringing this home to roost. Matthew chapter 5, middle of the Sermon on the Mount, probably the most famous teaching of Jesus. He speaks directly to us. I was going to say he speaks down the ages to us, but he doesn't speak down the ages. He speaks to us now, present as he is with us now. And he says this, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the saltiness loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, there was a time when I thought good deeds were to be done in secret, and there's, there is room for that. But this season is a season when we step out of the shadows. The church has been in the shadows for far too long. God is doing a new thing, not just in St. Albans, but all over the world. And he's inviting men and women of good heart to step it up, to believe for more from him. So that's why we are passionate now, having finally arrived at what we believe God's next step to us to be, phase two. And I want to just once again show you the phase two animation, and then we'll wind up and finish and make an offering and have coffee. So let's just run that, please, Hannah. Thank you. So to wind up, to bring it home, as it were, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10, Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, now finish the work. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. Now finish the work. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. This is about sacrificial giving. It's not about the rich people giving it all or the poor people giving it all or the middle class giving it all or the whoever giving it all. It's about us all making sacrifices. 
in order to see God's vision come to pass, this city on a hill. This is the time, many of you made pledges last year ago, and we've been asking, people have asked us, when do you need that? We need it now. We need that pledge fulfilled now. We need cash gifts, check gifts. We could certainly do with the odd interest-free loan or two. We need pledges about the future for this. Some of you may know immediately that you can help. You have been afflicted with affluence. God bless you. Others, it's going to take a little while. You're going to have to make some little sacrifices, and no amount is too small. But you're going to have to think about this and pray about this and plan accordingly. But we are all into this together. And God is establishing, in greater measure, his kingdom in this place. And glory be to Jesus. Amen. Let's have Henry and the team, and uh, would you just come up and help us finish off? And during this time, again, uh, if you look down the side of your chair, if you're on the end of a row, there'll be a basket there. And please uh, put your gifts in or your pledges. You can uh, make a gift online. Just go onto the website or the, the app and go to um, uh, com giving. And uh, there's also a little gift form. Uh, can you just show that. Thank you, darling. This is available, Growing Family Phase 2. Those are on the welcome desk. So if you didn't come prepared, you know, by all means, think, pray, and make, make a note of that. But let me just, let's, let's just stand, and I'm going to pray. And Father, I just want to say thank you to you now for thinking of us. Thank you for thinking of us and inviting us to take this brave new step, along with so many others worldwide. And we pray, Lord God, that we would not disappoint and that with your grace and your help, we would finish the work. In Jesus' name, amen.